Sherpa. Yes. You know, lately I have found a direct correlation to the good games that I play on a Thursday night to the bad games that I play on a Thursday night. You know what the the determining factor is? No, I don't. I'm surprised I haven't heard about it with how much you talk about your Thursday night games. Look, I do talk about them a lot and it's because the nights that I drink Dubby, I play way better. Like if you think about it, 150 milligrams of caffeine, all right? No artificial preservatives and just like clean green tea extract coffee right before my game. Better than any energy drink on the market. I should be doing this more often. So you're telling me more dubby, more threes? More dubby, more threes, more wins. More Maddie B highlights on a Thursday night. That's it. Head to w.gg and use code fifth and D at checkout. As always, we are brought to you by The Cover. You can find them at thecover.com.au or thecoverau on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and just wherever you find good podcasts. I don't know. Philosophical question. Mushroom or the, or the nugget? So, mushroom. So this looks like a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this looks like a nugget. Yeah. What kind of nuggets are you looking at? This looks like a ones nugget. Like, like I'm not. I'm not a good-looking you know, person. No, I'm aware. You know the ones like that look like a like a dinosaur. They got like dinosaur shaped nuggets. nuggets. Dino I look. Nuggets. I look. A, I look like a dinosaur. Do yeah. I? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Well then. So, Fucking useless. Um, uh, all right. Are you? Oh, are you two today? Is that why? Possibly. Ah. Oh. Then yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Am I close enough? Are you getting? Are yeah. you getting clear? Are you, are you getting me? Because I, I feel like I'm the one who doesn't sit in the mic enough. Um, look, some shows I don't get you. Yeah. Um, right now I don't have the headphones on. So <laughs> oh, good he went nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. I know nuggets for days. Kind of my ears that big that you didn't realize <laughs> I didn't have headphones on. It's a fine line between nuggets and mushrooms, oh, my, my friend. Days. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. This is, I can already tell. This is going to be a good one. Right. Then also, oh, we are, we are going me. Who the, what the, you're on Do Not Disturb. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not even, can you hear it? I don't have the headphones on. No, that's, it wasn't even coming through the roadcaster, but uh, I'm it went through. It went through that. Okay. It went through your laptop. Yeah, so it wasn't, so you can hear it. Well, yes, but you made it, I'm, where is Lachlan? Where is Lachlan? <laughs> Come back. Come back, please. Thurston to choose from which coach. He hits it. He's yes! got it. He's got the field goal. He's got the premiership. It was better than Leo. What can I say? Mamba out. And we are back. Welcome back to the Fifth and Dribble Podcast. You are sitting here with your boys, Matty B and the Sherps. Sherps, what's good, my guy? It is good because there is one big giant man who is not here with us. It is great. I'm sitting in his chair right now and there is a huge crevice from where his big ass is 24-7. But look, it's nice. Neither of us are being bullied. I think we're being rather cordial towards each other in the lead up, in the green room of the show. 
So um, wait till I add the preamble stuff in that that literally just proves you're a big fat liar. <laughs> you called me a mushroom. Like, what the fuck is that about, bro? Like, come on. Well, don't put the headphones on. Bro, like I mean, a I mean, I've been called some rogue shit in my time, but never a mushroom. Like, never a mushroom. And then a nugget. Like, what the? <laughs> anyway, whatever. You guys would have heard it in the fucking pre-show ramble. So I hope that the uh, the editor puts that in, producer Sherps. But um, it's NBA time. NRL's done. NBA's in. The season is around the corner. And the Sherpa is just brimming with fucking excitement. He chose the worst fucking day to go across the country. Like, he did. the first NBA show, for real, the first big proper NBA show, he decides to abandon us. And now it's going to be a lot of you. It's going to be a lot of me A talking. lot of silence. Look, he's he sent in his uh, over-unders because at the beginning of every NBA season, we do the Eastern and Western Conference over-unders. Today, we'll be covering the East, obviously. But, um, yeah, he's he has chosen a shit time to go away. Um, I'm not usually this guy. But I will be. It's also near my birthday. And he chose to go away. The dirty dog. Um, oh, no, you're never this guy. You're never this guy. Nah, never. I'm never, never any guy. salt. Never nah, any I'm salt. Never any, bro, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hijack the show. I'm really sorry. I'm going to take over weekends first because you've brought up salt. Okay. I think I have found someone saltier than me. I didn't think it was possible until I have... Uh, explore this working relationship with somebody. So somebody that I work with, a uh, friend of the show, Jen, and uh, she is by far and away saltier than I am. And uh, again, I didn't think it was possible. Receipts, mate. I need, uh, bro, I need examples. I, will, I, I can show you off screen. However, today, right? Today I started something that even I felt bad about starting, but I started it, so I, I sorted it through. Okay. <laughs> So, so, so today at work, she was, um, she was yammering in my ear and, and she knows that like, I, I don't like to talk about my birthday all that often. So what did she do? She made up a bold faced lie that, um, I wanted her to spread the rumor that it was my birthday next week and, uh, to kind of get the buzz up in the office. Right. So this was like one notch against her. The second notch is she tried to come at me for my basketball knowledge. So this was the second notch against her. So I found what I could to then have any excuse to make her feel horrible for the rest of the day. That's a bit cruel. It, it is cruel. But you know what? She then was super salty about it after that. So I, I pretended. I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, is you know being, is like, being you know horrible to someone, is being so horrible to someone and then, then being upset about it, is that actually salt or is that just- No, no, no. Is she that just you bullying? No, she carried it. Well, I mean, yeah, it is that- <laughs> But, but she carried it on after that because I had apologized and then she decided to just kind of let it sit and I'm pretty sure like blocked me on Facebook for a little while. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. I'm, jeez, salt, salt yeah, queen. Salt queen. King salt, and queen. Allegedly, allegedly blocked me. Uh, I have no uh, confirmation, but that woman is always active and she was not for a good hour and a half there. So that's the only conclusion that I can come to. The only reason I know that is because I was at the gym and that was when I sent my apology message and didn't hear anything. So, um, but yes, I got two of her closest friends in on it in order to rub salt into the wound even further and had them say, have you noticed anything different about Matt today? Seems a little off. Do you know, do you have anything, do you know anything about that? So she got very paranoid um, to the point where she refused to, walk to her car with me and the other group. Wow. Bro, I'm telling you, Salt Queen. So, yeah, but also 
dickhead. Oh, I, mean, I am. I mean, Look, I am. But but she knows me well enough to know that I am a dickhead and that I will take things too far. But you know what? That hour and a half that uh, she didn't reply, I felt horrible. And um, I was then, I was, it was, I had realized that I should not have started this game because I felt terrible about it. So, you know, actually my, my wife did say actually the other day, she goes, geez, Matty B's got a big heart. Sometimes he does. Yeah. Sometimes he does. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think more often than not, I do. I think you do. I think you're actually quite a sweet guy and you just got this tough exterior. But the, the fuckheadery outweighs the sweetness it does. often. That's the big problem. Because, because like, because like the sweet stuff, it, I don't, I don't like talking myself up in this regard. But you will. But I will. The sweet stuff is like a, it's like a sprinkling. Whereas the fuckheadery is like a steam train down your fucking throat. It's a way of life. Oh, it is. It is a way of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, when people start to like piece together the semi nice things that I've done in their lives, they're like, oh, he's actually like not too bad because you are so used to me being a fuckhead that you don't really think of that anymore. Does that make sense? That is, that is you know, the Matty B way of life. Um, and that's, that's who I am. But if we're talking about sweetness, we are going to get to weekends. Um, Tell you what was sweet this weekend. What was sweet this weekend? I went to my first ever NBL game for any first ever basketball game. True, yeah. you did. Yeah, very good. We had baby's day out. We did. We did. Because we have a big fella. I actually got invites. Invites. <laughs> you always get invites, bro. You're just often busy or working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it what did you What did you think of that? Actually, I know what you thought of that. Can we find a way to input the audio of uh, what you said? Initially, because I want to hear uh, 24 hours after the fact as well. All right, I, we'll, yeah, I'll play that now. All right, Sherpa, you just had your first Kings game. What'd you think? Yeah, it was actually really good. I, I actually enjoyed it. I think I'm a basketball convert. Oh, um, look at him go. But no, no, the first quarter was really entertaining. Um, really tight game. Well, tight game. Not, not tight game. Turned it around really quick. Um, which is really cool to watch. And the rest of the game, I kind of zoned out because it got really, uh, it was just domination from the Kings. But yeah, quite entertaining. I enjoyed it. I might be back next week. Okay, so what did you actually think of the uh, the NBL? Because, I mean, you, you made it very clear that the first quarter was entertaining and the rest of it was shit, basically. <laughs> I don't think that's what I said. I mean, I, 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 listeners can make we, their own we, opinion. We, we heard the tapes. Yeah. We heard the uh, tapes. I mean... You also cut out a fair chunk of that because I was spitballing on the on the. Yeah, I was I was paying attention to which train I had to catch as I was walking home. So oh, because there was you know such a hustle and bustle about the fucking train station. I'm sorry about that. It was quite. It was yeah. I was surprised. Ten thousand people. And where do they all go so quick? We also like went to get food straight after the game. So yeah, they probably all caught the train and we just didn't for half an hour. Yeah, good point. Um, no, look. I stand by what I said. I think it was actually a really good day out. Like I was, I was surprised. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm yep. not gonna lie. Leading into, leading into the um the event and making my way there, which there was a bar- debacle me getting my way there, which we'll get to as we go through the oh weekend. Oh my goodness! Um, but as I made my way there, I was genuinely just like, oh, why am I doing this? <laughs> you weren't. Were you actually a, a little bit? Well, we bought you a membership. <laughs> Yeah, I like, know. This is the first year we've had <laughs> I memberships. Know, I know. And and like, I'm glad you did. I'm genuinely glad you did after the weekend. That is that is what it comes down to. So like, I, I, leading into it, I was a bit 
you know, you know, you, you know me. I'm really struggling with. I'm trying my hardest. I'm so I'm trying my hardest, and we're all aware. I am not the NBA guy on this show. I am the NRL guy. I'm not the NBA guy. Oh, you're barely the NRL guy, but okay, sure. <laughs> sure, okay. you're the NRL I'm guy. I'm the producer. That's yeah. what I'm leave it there. Um, you're a spanner in the works. <laughs> yeah. I'm the producer who just likes to rant about the fucking referees. <laughs> but um, no, no. So I, I genuinely, I, I just, I was just apprehensive. I was just like, oh, am I going to, am I going to, I'm just going to be sitting there like, fuck. Bored out of your fucking yeah. mind. Yeah. But you know what? I got there and- I had a good fucking time. We got, a, we got our little fucking membership hats. We got our we little did. membership hats. We got a little fucking lanyard. Yeah, we did. And um, yeah, and we, we, we got a beer, beer or two. We and, did We um, did get a couple of beers, <laughs> yes. And um, we sat ourselves in some pretty good seats, reasonable seats actually. They were nice. I was surprised by how small the court was. That was my first comment. I don't remember if you remember that. You've played on a regulation size basketball court. It looks smaller. I mean, we were also like- A little bit away from it. Yeah, yeah. like 50 meters yeah, away yeah, from the actual still, court. It's still Bro, you should have seen the size of the court. So when we went down to we went down to Melbourne for Australia versus New Zealand in like 2014 or something, 2015. Yeah. And you should have seen the size of the court there because we were in the nosebleeds of fucking Rod Laver Arena. Well, I said that actually when we got there, I was like, imagine getting seats like that. They're shit. Bro, I pointed up, up shit was the, high. Mm. Shit was high. Well, I mean, Rod Laver sits yeah, it's a lot bigger, a lot yeah. more people. Yeah. But it was um yeah that was that was hectic. That was it was a good game though. It was a good game. It was right before like New Zealand's better at basketball now, but it was right before Australia was actually like, uh, I, I wouldn't say we're a powerhouse yet, but we're contenders. Mm. I think we're contenders. Um, and it was before we were contenders. Like the only names that we had were, were Bills, uh, Bills, Mills, Ingles and Baines. Um, so I know at least two of those. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's for, which two do you know? The first two. Ingles and Mills. Yeah. You know, Baines, we we're talking about Baines at the game. Cause he's the one that got suspended for five games. No, we weren't talking about him. Oh, Brisbane Bullets, uh, Aaron Baines. He got suspended for five games because he shoved the coach. Oh, that's the video you shared in the group. Yes, today. that is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's I him. had zero context. I was like, oh, was I just as I must have just been talking point. to Air Hutch about that on the train. No, you might have done. No, you might have. You might have. Uh, you may have been there, and I'm. It may have been during the second, third, and fourth quarter, which we were about to sense. get to. No, that no, makes no. Sense. So just back to the story again. I really enjoyed it. Like the atmosphere was great. Um, you know, we're sitting up there having a good time. The first quarter was phenomenal. Like oh, I, I bro. genuinely wanted to like it, it. Almost sold me on basketball. Like a nineteen that was, to five run. Ooh. Yeah. Well, when when they're down by that much, and I was like, oh fuck, what are we in for? And then and then to turn it around, it really showed. Like I was genuinely like, fuck. I always thought basketball games are just generally close, and that's it, right? Like you know, they're either close or it blows out towards the end. I didn't really think. Yeah. Anyways, I, it was just you know, and then it was really tight at the second uh, start of the second, and then. Then the Kings kind of ran away with it a bit. And and I think from there, that's where I kind of just went, okay, this is good. And it was and it was good. But then I actually felt myself for the second, third, and well, probably from probably third and fourth. It was probably yeah. after halftime. I probably zoned out a bit more. Like I was probably just in like a trance almost, just watching it. But I still enjoyed it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's that thing where it's like, you don't have to pay attention. Because I'm like, all right, well, we've won. Like whatever. Yeah. Like unless they do something amazing right now, we've won. So I'm just going to sit here and watch. And then every now and again, there'd be some really nice play. And it's not the, this is something I, I've always struggled watching it on TV, right? Basketball, mm. where you go, all right, yeah, oh, yeah, you dunked the ball. Oh, yay. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, look, he put it between his legs and did a little dance. Oh, my days. Okay. <laughs> like, I've always just been like, oh, bro, like, they do that every, every two minutes, basically. It's like, why are we getting so excited? But what I really enjoyed the most was like some of the, just like, like, my my boy, my boy forgot his name. 
Ranga man. Oh, Angus Glover. <laughs> yeah, my boy. Just making breaks like he just cut the defense open and then looped back around, went into like the pocket and just the, the fucking vision on some of these guys to just like, yeah. like just fucking hit and they're hitting where he's going, not where they're, and they that's, are. And that's the thing with the NBL versus the NBA. And, and like, I think maybe as a more casual fan, you don't recognize this, but I think that we run, uh, we run a lot more like a diverse range of plays in the NBL than what they do in the, in the NBA. In the NBA, it's a lot of five out. It's a lot of high post pick and roll. It's a lot of like, as soon as they make that first action at the top, you've either got a guy in the corner or you've got a guy cutting to the paint. And that's pretty well it. Like that's what a lot of teams run because a lot of teams play man to man. So it ch- mm. causes a lot of like defensive issues. Whereas like yesterday, you would have said, you saw the two, three zone. You saw a three, two zone. You saw guys, as you said- I don't know said, what that means. Well, like, so remember when the defenders were like all standing kind of in the paint, like we used to at Unisex, mm. right? Where we set up that. Well, usually in like high level basketball, they'll just play man to man. So you will just have your guy and you will stay to him, right? You know what man to man is. So I am curious as to, obviously the listeners probably don't give a fuck right now. Well, but it's an NBA podcast. You need to fucking give a fuck. No, but I mean, they don't give a fuck because they all just know this shit, right? Well, I'm saying like, but, but like, I'm genuinely curious. I was like, why wouldn't you go man to man? I always used to fucking hate the zone when we played. That was the reason I hated basketball playing it with you fuckers because, because I was just like, if we just fucking stand on our man, they can't pass to him. Well, for okay, so for us, it's a fitness thing. But uh, well, I had the fitness. Okay, sure. <laughs> you and I would have had the fitness out there yeah. on the court. Yeah, well, then they then would have had the fitness. Harder. Sure. Okay, great. But then that creates enemies, and we enjoy playing sport with our friends. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, also, they, also, all of our friends listen. I love you all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly. They do it in order to cause confusion in offenses. So like there's a bunch of obviously defensive sets that they um that they run, but it's it's sometimes it's about getting in the shooter's head because they're so wide open. Sometimes it's about throwing other sets at them, forcing because offenses would practice in man to man. They wouldn't practice in zone, they wouldn't practice in box and one. So if someone is then throws something else at you, it causes chaos. Right. And that's the reason that the Toronto Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors, also Kevin Durant was injured, Clay Thompson was injured, but they threw out a defensive scheme called box and one where they would have four guys in the paint. So two guys at the top, two guys at the bottom, and then their best defender would follow a man-to-man on their best offensive player. So they just had guys kind of everywhere in that regard where they played like a hybrid of man and zone. But you're you're shutting down the key boys. You're you're shutting down the key guy, right? Whereas like, and like, we had not seen that as basketball purists for like 30 years. Mm. Not run to the extent that it was run in that finals appearance. Yeah. So that's that's the reason for it, right? That's the yeah. reason you don't always run man. And often when you're running man, they isolate the worst defender anyway. So you would have seen yesterday uh, and, and names you don't really know, but you would have seen a lot of the times yesterday at the top of the key, our point guard would have set a high pick and roll to get another defender on him. And that was generally because that guy was a worse defender than the guy that they had on him. So they had that, they had um, the small forward with the Angelica from the Rugrats fucking hair um, hanging out um, on Jalen Adams. I can't think of his name. He's new to the Wildcats, but he is hanging out on Jalen Adams and Jalen Adams would run a high pick and roll to get Bryce Cotton on him. Who's a guy of similar height, less weight, and he was able to just kind of blow past him and get to the hoop whenever he wanted to. So, I mean, mm. that's that's some of the intricacies with... But, like, this is like watching football. Mm. 
I don't fucking understand it. So I'm standing there like, well, why the fuck are we passing it around the back? I understand you mm. need to work from the back to get a play for your strikers. Like I, I do understand some intricacies of the game. No, that, that shit infuriates a lot of football purists as well. But but what <laughs> I, but what I'm saying is that like when they're doing a lot of that stuff, and I understand that like a lot of the game is played in the midfield, and and you wait for someone to fuck up before you can make your attack. I get that, but because again, I'm not a football guy, I don't mm. I don't like it. I don't enjoy no, watching no. that. And, but, but 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 looping back around again, I think I think seeing it live made a massive difference to my enjoyment of it. Like I, I so mm. so again, I was mind blown, and this is dumb because I know you said <laughs> the number of games the NBA guys play, but I was like, because I, I, I can't remember what I was doing. I was looking up, going, oh, what what times our game? Where is it on the weekend or whatever when we were going yeah. on Sunday? And it was Friday night, and I'm like, oh my god, they're they're playing Friday night as well, and it just blew my mind. I was like. What the fuck are they playing tonight for? Are we not going on Sunday? What the what's going on, right? Yeah. And and well, they don't play midweek games in um in the NBL. Yeah, correct. Right, which kind of it makes sense because we're very much in Australia. We're a weekend heavy. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Right, like and, for and sure. A hundred percent get it. Yeah. And they're trying to copy the NBA model without going full NBA. Right. That's what they're trying to do. They're like, let's yeah. cram in more games in a smaller. Like, I, I get it. I get it. But it, it, for me, someone who's come from traditional Saturday weekend sport, you know, like, you know, in NRL, AFL, all these kind of things, even the A-League over here. I mean, the only yeah. sport that I'm used to that does a midweek game or, or more than one game in a week is in the Premier League where they're doing it because it's a different competition. Yeah. To have the same comp twice in one weekend just blows my mind. Like, it, it's like, for me, it's just not what I'm used to. So I was just mind blown. So I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm like, I tried to watch elements of it, the Bullets game on Friday night. And I just could not get into it. And I, I genuinely don't think a TV experience is anywhere near as good as the live experience. I'm, I, I, I'm, oh, I, our, our, also, the commentators in the NBL are, are so shit. They're dog shit. I can't, <laughs> I honestly, I cannot listen to them because they're, they're, they're talking about, like the NBL is a product. They, the NBL is a product, as and I explained to you, kind of like disappeared for 10 years, right? Mm. So all of this legacy stuff, we kind of forgot as fans. Like there are there are purists out there that have been watching the NBL since fucking day one and they remember all the highlights from Gaze, all the highlights from Heel, all the highlights from like all of these guys, all these American dudes that came over and like kind of turned the league into what it is now. But when they then reference those guys on the telecast, like they do on the NBA, none of us fucking get it. Mm. Like, because we're a younger demographic now, none of us understand the references that they're making. No matter how much we study the game, none of us get it. Whereas in the NBA, they can do that because I know who Joe Dumas is. I know who Michael Jordan is. I know who Luke Longley is. I know who all these guys are because I've not necessarily watched those games from the 90s, but I know enough about the league that I know when they're referencing Gilbert Arenas, when they're talking about Ja Morant, I know exactly that they're talking about an explosive point guard that gets to the hoop, that has a hard handle, that able to find teammates and is a fucking problem in the locker room. Like, I know all of those things, but I just don't know that about the NBL. So that's why that product, in my opinion, doesn't work. But there's no easy fix for it. Like you can't ju- you can't just cut well, ne- forty years of legacy. Popular, right? It needs to get it needs to become the big thing. And we're and we're getting for it to be talked about to be that yeah, kind for of sure. Event. And and last year they set a record at like eight and a half thousand per game, and this year they're already at like eleven thousand per game. Like I said, having so, ten and a half thousand at this game was yeah. it was it was reasonable. And again, the atmosphere was alright. I mean, well, see, I was laughing at some of the the try hard American um, commentators and whatnot. Like, that's, again, that's just like so to me. It was just 
it was almost it was infuriating because it just yeah made me think such oh. a carbon copy yeah and it's like and, and it's like we're not Americans just yes, like, let's yeah. not do this let's like, do our own right. thing yeah. And, yeah, yeah and I think you know uh, and I turned to Earhart at one point I was like because the injured guy for the Kings the big the main guy DJ Hogue yeah, yeah right and he was uh, see that's an American as hell name that, and, well bro old mates from almost from America that's what I pointed from, out to, from the deep south I pointed that out to AJ Hutch I was like oh so he's American and he goes he turns to me and he goes bro they're like all American Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you tell me we don't have any fucking no, we homegrown have, no, we have talent. Of, we have plenty of homegrown talent. It's just that like a lot of them are on like half visas. Yeah, so or, it's, or, or so like it's half- basically, it's like all the American has who can't make it or not has who can't break it into the NBA. Not necessarily. And, and hey, I'm not, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. And I'll, so it's either that or then the up and comers that are trying to make it big. Correct. Right? But because so that's kind a, of similar to what happens guys. in the A-League. It's basically yeah. all Australian sport that is international. We don't have a big enough market, like the, yeah. and, and working in an Australian sport, working in it. I'm telling you for a fact, Australian sport is not worth being in unless it's basically the AFL or the NRL. Yeah, and, and the reason for maybe cricket, cricket effect. The money's not there. That's I, exactly what it is. I, I know as a teacher, I make more money than half of those players. Yeah, yeah. And, and the only guys that make more than me are the international guys. Exactly. And exactly. It's like right. it's and, and like I, I get it, but then you you open up so like you open up doorways for guys like Xavier Cooks. Who was the MVP last year and now yeah, has yeah. a four-year, eight million dollar deal That's with a great Washington? Story. Uh, yeah, and yeah. and but like that has happened for for multiple guys. Like Mitch mm. Creek had two ten-day contracts over there, and you know is no longer on the national team, but was on the national team for a little while. Aaron Baines has had a career in the NBA. We've had, uh, and you're right, a, a few of them are has-beens in terms of like say Denzel Valentine's now on the Kings. He's got over two hundred games of NBA experience under his belt, but now he's playing for the Kings and struggled. Can I also right? yeah, yeah, didn't you, play you fantastically? That on the he didn't play bad though. By he any didn't means. play but, bad, but, but, but he started poor and built into the game. But like, that's he's how an I've, NBA three-point shooter. Yeah. He should fucking kill. Yeah, everyone on the court. Like you, I think you made the point on the weekend is that it's because they they played such a different style that he, he almost has too much space or time, and so he yeah. almost doesn't doesn't know what to do. Which which kind of mm. is counterintuitive because if he's a three-point shooter, if you get the space, you just fucking take the shot, don't you? But you know. Our three-point line is also different to the NBA three-point line. Really? Yeah, because we play by FIBA regulation, mm. whereas the three-point line in the NBA is like a foot and a half back. Right. So that's why, that's why when it comes to the Olympics, the Americans are so dominant mm. because the, all these three-pointers that they're shooting are actually they're, well, they're mid-ranges for them. Mm. So they're used to shooting from further out. Yeah. So they're now closer to the basket, and that's why like. And Carmelo Anthony was a why, problem. Why wouldn't FIBA just change the rule for that then and make? Because it, it's awesome. only America that does it. So, yeah, but, in, but why wouldn't they like if if America's doing it that way and America quite clearly the global leader in the sport? Why wouldn't you fucking adopt that way? Because internationally, a, a Canadian man created the sport, and everybody else in the world said we're going to do it this way, and America said, "Well, actually, we're going to do it this way." So it sounds like Americans. It yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, sure, you can go down that path. But that that's that's why. Yeah. That's essentially why. Right. Well, anyways, uh, look, it uh, so for example, that that like with Denzel, he he I still thought he played well. He was obviously this man that everyone was talking about and he was, you know, outside of um what's his face? Adam, uh, what's his name? The the other big guy. DJ Jalen oh, Adams. Adams, yep. Like, you know, they were obviously the two big names is the yeah. vibe I got, right? Yep. Um Though I got to give a massive rant to Geordie Hunter, bro, um, weapon like he like for, for a big man, big man. He was running around, and I thought uh, he stood out in that first, the first, the first was it the first basket where he like it was the he missed the first one, 
Yeah. And then he battled for the second and third. Yeah. And was just a weapon. But he was, he was, he got so many. Re- I'd be interested to find out how many. Well, it says he only got nine rebounds. Nine rebounds is all right. Yep. But yeah, look, he, he, um, he, he was very good early, very good early. Had a couple of quiet quarters in the middle and then seemed to, but you know, I think you said, did you make the point? He was like his highest scoring. Yeah. He had, I think he had like 20 and nine with like one or two blocks. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good Geordie Hunter game, but we had so many like, cause Geordie Hunter was a, was a backup center last year. Right. Cause we had so many like great guys and I would suspect when DJ Hogue comes back, Jordy Hunter's going to cause a couple of headaches because... He's a center as well, DJ Hogue. Yeah, Hogue's a power forward center. So if Jordy Hunter keeps playing the way that he's playing, then sure, um, Hunter's, it's Hunter's spot. But um, yeah, you thought that we were dominant last night. When Hogue comes into this team and when we get some, like, some continuity going between all of our guns, I'm telling you, the three-peat's on. The is there, three a, is there on. a cap in the NBA? Yeah, there's a cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, maybe five mil. Right, and is it yeah. maybe three mil? You're the Sherpa. Why don't you fucking Sherpa that Sherpin. shit? I could be. You should Sherpa that shit because we were talking about sweet things. We're talking about nice things, okay? And you hijacked my weekend. Sorry. Although it was sweet that you did come and experience your first NBA game. Also. Basketball pod, trying to bring True. some basketball because I got zero the, content once we start with the NBA. It's still the weekend's portion. <laughs> still the weekend's portion. And I want to talk about the sweetest thing that happened to me in my recent memory. So my loving partner, Ella, did a very nice thing for me on Saturday, young Sherpa. She organized with my mother to come down and surprise me for my birthday for dinner. And I thought it was extremely Lovely of her. So Saturday night, um, she said to me last week, she goes, oh, life's about to get hectic. And we legitimately have like our weekends booked for the next like five weekends in a row, right? I'm, I'm feeling a bit like the Sherpa. I'm fucking living by a calendar. Um, I'll show you my calendar after. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Um, and she said to me, she goes, oh, this is like the last night we're going to have just to kind of have you and me um, for, you know, the better part of a month. Let's just go out and we'll have a quiet dinner between the two of us. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of sweet and then she like kind of played it down so i thought it was going to end up being just her cooking at home and i planned the last date so i was like okay it was your turn so you know whatever you want to do let's do so it comes around to the day and i'd spoken to my mum a couple of times during the week and told her that ella was planning this thing but mum went along with it and didn't fucking say anything as she does so we're heading to this um we went to uh the italian street kitchen just around the corner yeah, here yeah, yeah. at Norwest. Oh, um, there's one near me as well, I think. And we parked at um, Norwest Shopping Centre and we're walking downstairs and like there's a new Vietnamese place there and she's like, oh, that smells really good in there. And I was like, oh, well, do you want to go in there? And she's like, nah, I've kind of got my heart set somewhere else. And I was like, okay, no worries. So we get there, we get to the, the desk say that, and the lady goes, oh, what's the name on it? And she goes, oh, it's Ella. And she's like, I have nothing for Ella here. And I'm like, I, I grab Ella by the hand and I'm like, let's just go back to the Vietnamese place. Like they clearly don't have anything for us. There's a table for two over there, but like whatever. They don't want our business. Let's, you know, let's fuck off. So, so then the owner comes out and she goes, oh, Ella? And Ella's like, yeah. And then they start like chatting. And I couldn't really hear it because my hearing's crap at the best of times, you know mm-hmm. this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. She might just be saying, well, yeah, she doesn't know what she's fucking talking about. Like we've got a table for you. It's fine. I walk in and I see Ella's mum. And I was like, oh, what are you doing here? That's weird. And then I saw her stepdad and I was like, oh, it's nice to see you. And then this bald guy was sitting there. And Ella's dad's bald. And immediately in my head, I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? Like, they, they, we don't all hang out together. Mm. 
It was my dad, wasn't it? Like, what are you doing here, big fella? And then immediately, I'm looking around for my mum, frantic. I look like fucking Jerry in a Tom and Jerry cartoon, just staring and looking for the fucking penny to drop kind of thing, right? Yeah. Mum's hiding behind a tree, isn't she? One of the indoor trees. <laughs> Pokes her head around the corner and goes, hello. Man, it was really, it was really, really nice. So shout out to Elsa. She was- um, oh, That's lovely. Yeah, she really, she really got me with that one. And then I tried to tell her, I was like, oh, I'll just make this my birthday present. It's fine. And she's like, well, no, fuck that. I'm going to actually get you something. I was like, well, okay. Fucking don't have to do that, but okay. Whatever. Do you know what you're getting? No, nah, I no idea. No idea what I'm getting. I, honestly, that was like plenty. Yeah. I don't need anything more. I got to see my mum. So that's all that really, that's all that really matters. Um, another example of me not being a fuckhead. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a big mama's boy at the end of the day. And I'm yeah. glad that that's now on the radio wavelength. Yeah. Still a fuckhead, but, but I'm with you. <laughs> all right. How was your weekend, my guy? Um, yes, it was good. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, so we went to uh, Parramatta Lanes. Have you heard of that? I have. Yeah, a little, little. Live like, near Parramatta, so yeah, yes, I it's have. a little. Well, I mean, second year I think they've been doing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, ever since they opened up the like the walkway yeah, for the yeah, metro and yeah. shit, I've not I've not done it before. I mean, um, friend of the show Max and L have um they've done it a, a last couple of years and and they kind of said, hey, let's all go out for this. So Thursday night. So sorry, I know we're starting early. We're starting Start early, early. Starting Start early. early. I've not got much more to talk about though on the weekend. So it's, it's <laughs> or the basketball portion either. Yeah, uh, no, no. Um, but yeah, so we went out to Parramatta Lanes, which was nice with a few, a few, a, gr- a small group of us. Um, invites, but that's okay. Yeah, could have done. Sorry, apologies. Not, I didn't organize it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I didn't have basketball till ten o'clock, so I was just kind of sitting around home doing nothing, and Ella was at work, so that's okay. It's fine. I was just I'd be better friends with Max. That's all I can say. Max and I are fine. <laughs> um, anyways, actually it was Elle who organized it. So be friends with his fiance, his wife. wife. His wife. Yeah, look, yeah. I don't have a lot to do with her. I think no, I've spoken no. to her like three times yeah. in the time yeah. that I've known you all collectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is, she's as busy as I am often. So it was a rare, rare occurrence that me and her are in the same area. Fair. Anyways, yeah, so we went out. We, we had, you know, just wandered around Parramatta. It was, it was nice. And then we got caught in the middle of this humongous storm on Thursday night. Bro, that was <laughs> hectic. That was head noise. So we were in the middle of the bridge. You know where Riverside Theatre is? Yes. And the bridge there. And there's like... There's like all the um the, the stalls along this bridge, right? And it was mm. like a wind tunnel over the Parramatta River. Oh. And just all out of nowhere. Out of... I mean, if you check the weather, it wasn't out of nowhere. But, but it was out of nowhere on the... Like, you, are you saying you got Randall Keith Orton? Out of nowhere. Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, that is exactly yeah, what yes, happened. That's, yes. Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah, so it literally just came. Like, it was like a hurricane. It was insane. Um, we all we all moved down under some shelter. Torrential rain comes down and it lasted for about 15, 10, 15 minutes and then mm. just like moved on and the rest of the night was fine. Um, Elle was determined. She's like, this is going to get cancelled. And there was, have you heard of Thick Cookies? Thick cookies. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got like, a stall at uh, Winston Hills outside yeah. Woolworths. There's like permanently. Permanently. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, they 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 come to the local markets near me as occasionally as well. So we've had them a few times. But um, they, they're fucking a, good, bro. They so good. Shout out thick cookies. So bro. good thick cookies. T H I double C baby. They're yeah. thick cookies. Um, and so Elle's like, oh, they look good. And so she's gone out and um, she's lined up as the hurricane's coming through, and we oh, no. we've all no. She's just determined though, like, and we've we've been break- we were all in shorts and and a friend of the show Owen's in a singlet. Nope. like we're all just there in this torrential. We've got under um under shelter. Elle's just braved it. She's just going. She's like, I'm so close to the front. I'm just gonna get there. And and mate, the 
the, the tents almost blew away. It was that windy. Anything for a cookie, bro. But she got those cookies. Oh, good on End her. of the night. Anyway, so we ended up like hanging out and going out for around Parramatta Lanes. You've seen the dancing bears, bro. That is the creepiest shit I've ever seen. Nah, I've never seen the dancing bears. So it's like- I saw that. It was like a white thing on stilts or something. I think you oh, put yeah, up yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw yeah, that. Yeah, there, was, there was this dancing man. There was, yeah, but- no, you go down this alleyway, right? And you, there's just lights flashing Already everywhere. Oh yeah, it is, man. You got, there's nothing that can prepare you for it. I wish I someone had got a video of my face as I rounded the corner. You, you, there's this just a big like a projector on the wall that says um, "dancing bear cam" or something, and there's like footage of like a dance floor. But it's a Thursday night. There's like fucking no one there, and there's fucking music pumping, and it's like, what the fuck is this? You round the corner, and there is three big stuffed bears on a stage right hanging from a thread that are dancing now i'm like for the video people watching the video okay on the um on the youtube oh no this is what was going on there was just these bears just going like this oh no just doing the slow sway oh like, no just three bears just on the stage doing a slow sway why i've no bruh one of the middle bear has a fucking camera in it, right? And it's looking out onto the dance floor. So it's capturing you guys. And there's a fucking DJ trying to go his hardest, trying to get people up and about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to some fucking Darude. And <laughs> bro, it was, and, and I'm just like looking at myself in the camera. Just like, what are we doing? I've never seen anything you narcissistic like it. motherfucker looking at yourself <laughs> in the camera on the fucking you big projector narcissistic I'm like pushing people out the no, way bro, get in the front boy <laughs> you're like that fucking capital A kid at Woolworths that just like sees the camera as he's walking in and he's like fucking <laughs> <laughs> making faces and shit oh my oh, days but bro like it was creepy as fuck sounds creepy yeah, as fuck yeah but anyways that was that was part of Paramount Lanes go check it out if you if you're in the Paramount area um, go go have a dance with the dancing bears, <laughs> if anyone, or, or don't, or just don't. Yeah. yeah. So that so that storm. Some of your bo- some of your buddies were over at um at um basketball SES boys because oh, yeah. uh, a yeah, tree yeah, came yeah. down and crushed a car. That's like the third time it's happened out at that in that vicinity. Really? Remember, we would we played a game there mm. and a tree came down and our game got cancelled because you couldn't get in. True. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that came down over the yeah. It came down over the passageway. Yeah. Actually, I actually saw the video from on on my SES group, which I haven't been to SES in like two years, bro. I don't even know if I can consider myself a member anymore. But um, but I really, I really still should. pay the fees. There is no fees. It's all oh, volunteer, okay. bro. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> but but like, I should go back. I keep saying I could go back. I could go back. Um, but yeah, oh, I fuck just, you. Have no time. I know that's my problem. I feel bad. I want to volunteer and help cunts. <laughs> but <laughs> you volunteer and help us, okay? Yeah, true. We'll give you a little SES badge. How's that? <laughs> Anyways, but no, yeah, I saw their post and yeah, it was Sherpa's right down emergency the services. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking merch coming your way. Sherpa's emergency services, bro. Uh, anyway, so that was that was Paramount Lanes. We went back to Max and L's place nearby um, and and played some Jackbox as well. I'm oh, I'm not a Jackbox, Jackbox man, bro. Right? I love Jackbox. I played like once in my life with producer Timmy, and um, he got me under that shit. I reckon I've bought like four of them. Yeah, because he got me under that yeah. shit. We did the old. Um, uh, we, we we did the old the 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 one with the the ghosts and your quiz oh, the murder, the mystery. murder mystery one. murder mystery yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I a was good one. I was killing it bro I was I, I was it. in the no I was I no serious it. nah bro I, I was the remaining what you know how you get you're dead you know how you win it yeah no that's yeah, what happened right I, I'm winning this motherfucker and the shadow caught you fucking Owen <laughs> fucking Owen man <laughs> that's this fucking great it was me and him were one and two right we I knocked him out in the final round yeah. and then I'm fucking like let's go. 
And then I and then he no- got the extra question in order to fucking boost up. Fucking sucker. And then and then the second game we played. The second game we played was um was the 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 you know the quip one. Yeah, quiplash. Quiplash. Love quiplash. Right. I'm. So, I, I have zero wit. You know I have zero wit, right? Bro, just if if all those fails, just write ligma. Like that's all you got to do. No, no. Sugma, Candice. Just you just be Candace rude. Dick that's what you do. Exactly right. You just be rude, yeah. and that's what I did. And you know what? Fucking winning again, wasn't I? Until the fucking final round. Final fucking round. Fucking Alicia stabs me in the back and fucking takes over. Bruh, I'm literally, I was like second in every game, but I'd been leading for the entire game. You know what they say about second place? It's not first. First loser, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold that. That's True. toughies. That, that is tough though. I'm, as as per earlier in the show, I'm not a very good loser. I'm, I'm, all time, we've said this, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times. All time Reaper, terrible sower. Yeah. Terrible True. sower. True. Um, we lost to a buzzer beater on Thursday night. Oh. That wasn't nice. That wasn't nice. Is it your fault? You're not marking the men? No, it wasn't my fault. We weren't playing men. We are playing... Uh, but, the bro, the guy was like... He carried their team. Was that the giant man that with the security guard? No, no. He he wasn't very good. But oh, the guy right. the guy that was on the... The guy that was carrying their team, I reckon of their like 23 points, I legitimately think he scored like 16 of them. He Shit. killed it. He absolutely killed it. And like we just didn't have an answer for him. Maybe we've got to go box him one next time and have Woody, friend of the show, Woody guard him. But speaking of basketball, maybe we get to it. Do you have any more of your weekends that you got to get to? Friday's pretty quiet. Saturday, my dogs met Alora's dog at the dog park. Oh, that might have been Sunday. That was Sunday. Um, Before the game. Yeah, Sunday morning. What did I do Saturday? So Saturday, I treated myself to a. <laughs> I went and took myself out for brunch. Just on my lonesome. Just on my lonesome. Should have invited you. <laughs> okay. We went to brunch on Sunday. Yeah, I know. I got that text. I got that text. Shout like, out PK. <laughs> PK messages me with like, like he's like, oh, we're going out. This was at fucking 10, 10 a.m. or something. And he's like. Yeah, he sent it to me at 10 a.m. as well. Yeah, bro. I have plans. Oh, well, bro, you know us. You know our circle of friends. We make plans an hour before we do them. Yeah. Like literally shit. an hour before we do them. We don't all live by a calendar. Okay. Yeah. Some of us have to. <laughs> Also, they all live in the same house, so it's easy for them to plan. Like, you know, like Did you hear about this though? No. So PK PK messaged me and was like, Hey, do you want to go to brunch? And I was like, Oh, yeah, sounds good. I think I'm going to the gym, but like let me know what the plans are and we'll go from there. And he's like, Oh Mick. Shout out government names. Um and I um beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what will be happening. <laughs> and um and they said, Oh no, we don't want to go if it's just you. But then they found out that myself and Elle were going. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll come. So then the BK messaged me and he's like, that's fine. They just hate me. I get it. <laughs> like, bro, they live with you. Of course I hate you. Actually, I hate you too if I live with you. I actually really no, like I'm kidding. PK. I love you, PK. I really like him. You know what? Yeah. We, we had this chat as well. Yeah, We've been just, me and Laura have been just sitting at home and I quite nights in just gone ranking our friends. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I am joking. No, we weren't. But we were like talking about, no, genuinely, we brought up you guys. We we're like, oh, that's got such a big heart. And then we're like, fuck, we love, we love the PK. He's such a, such a nice little guy. He's got the sweetest little heart. Genuinely, these are genuine conversations that we've been having, just reflecting on our friendships. And that's where the story ends. <laughs> you need, you need better things to do with your nights. <laughs> you need better well, things to do with your nights. <laughs> you know what you could be doing? You could be learning about the NBA. That's what you could, could be doing. Because then you could, could contribute be. to the second portion of the show. So let's go and piss. And then we'll get into the second portion of the show. Eastern Conference over-unders. Go piss. Sherpa, are you a ponies guy? 
Not really, but you know, there's one day of the year that I do put one big bet on. Oh, what day is that? Well, it's coming up actually. The the big MC. Oh, the MC Hammer? No, 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 no. The Melbourne Cup. Oh, Melbourne Cup. You know what? Out here at Bella Vista Hotel, I'm pretty sure Bo Ryan's hosting that. Oh, he's that 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 guy who used to play rugby league. Yeah, he's that rugby league boy. He played for the Tigers, played for the Sharks. He spent a little bit of time he everywhere. He also did a pantomime at one point. I watched him play Aladdin. Okay, did not know that. But make sure you come out to the Bella Vista Hotel uh, to view their Melbourne Cup day, hosted by Bo Ryan. Check website for details. Thank you to the Bella Vista Hotel for hosting us at the Hills Podcasting Room. And we're back. Welcome back from the piss break. It's time. The moment that the Sherpa's been waiting for. NBA over-unders. You're about to hear nothing from me. (laughs) Nothing from you. So... Uh, as we did last year, we are going to break down the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and go through our NBA over-unders. Now, there's not going to be a lot of discussion, only because it is me spitting straight fire at you. So I honestly think you're going to be lucky to get 20, 25 minutes out of this. If Locke was here, we could go for two hours. But it is what it is. And it's really annoying too, because we've put into the run sheet our over-unders, and what did I count before? 18 out of 30, we differ on. Mm. 18, we were much closer last year. Could we have not, wait, could, we, could we have not gone a week later? Or is it just like that tight to the start of the season? Well, next week, the first game is on like Wednesday. All right. No, so we can't do it. We can't do fuck it. Fuck you, Locke. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Locke. <laughs> Fucking dog. Uh, anyway, so... What I want to see is, granted, you don't have a lot of say and Locke can't show his argument. Could you try and make Locke's arguments for him? No, because I don't know how that man's mind works. Rome. Sometimes I don't know how... <laughs> yeah, Rome. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think he knows how his mind works. Uh, true. So I'm not even going to try. Um, but if I convince you enough, I want you to side with me. If not, just by default, I reckon you go with Lachlan. Okay, right. just on the ones that we disagree on. And you can see the docs, so you know which ones you're going to go Looking at them right now. All right, so we're going to go alphabetical order, and that means we're starting with the Atlanta Hawks. Now, covers.com is where we're getting all of our over-unders from. The full URL, covers.com slash NBA slash win, hyphen totals, hyphen odds. They've got the Atlanta Hawks at 42 and a half wins. Now, Sherpa, last year they were 41 and 41. They... Barely missed out on a playoffs. They made the play in and they lost to the Miami Heat. If my memory serves me, maybe they lost to Chicago who then beat the Miami Heat. Regardless, I've got them going under. And the reason I do have them going under is because they lost. They may, they are trying to do additions by subtractions. They traded away John Collins this offseason who was their power forward that kind of demanded the ball a little bit. Averages around 18, 22 points per game. And they felt that he was taking away from their superstar, Trey Young. Um, and they recently traded for the guard, DeJounte Murray, sorry, last offseason to run this kind of two-guard tandem. Now, they've put a lot of faith into their younger guys and they're hoping that their younger guys have grown enough in the offseason and have uh, worked out the minutes enough for them to go over this win share to make it into the playoffs. But I don't think they will. I think that I think that they're going to really feel the loss of John Collins. I think that even if they give those minutes to Onyeka Okongwu, they've still got to do something with 
Clint Capella. So I'm going to go unders at 42.5. I don't think that they're any better than what they were last year. So I don't know how you can give them one and a half extra wins. Lachlan is actually going over. He thinks they'll go over 42.5. And And knowing Lachlan, it's probably for all the reasons that I said that they would go under. The fucking dog. Um, What do you reckon? This is the first split. Do you have any opinion? I'm going lock. You're going lock, you're going over. I haven't convinced you. Nah, because you actually made, like you said, that they've brought in some good peeps. I said that they've- Dante Murray. I said that they've tried. It didn't work last year. The guys didn't work well together. They're too, they're both too ball dominant. It's like Westbrook and Harden all over again. It's not good enough. I, I'm going over. I reckon if they were a, would you say a play-in team? Play-in team, yep. I reckon they'll be there again. They'll be there again. Okay, all right. Well, noted in the doc, the Sherpa has gone over. The second team in the Eastern Conference over-unders is the Boston Celtics. Now, the Boston Celtics had, in my opinion, the greatest offseason I have ever fucking seen in my 20 years of supporting basketball. They they lost. What? What are, you, what are you shaking over there for? I can see. Oh, wait. You just said the greatest. The greatest. Yeah. But I can see what your, what your, your result is. Yeah. It just rattled me. That's fine. Because there are other great teams in there. Can I just make my point, please? Thank you very much. All right. So, the Boston Celtics, if you have been living under a rock, they have made all kinds of fucking changes. They they got rid of Rob Williams III. They got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. Um, they moved on Marcus Smart. And through those subtractions, they were able to add a, a young Latvian boy by the name of Kristaps Porzingis, who is an all-star in his own right. More often than not, he's a he's a stretch big. He was the one that started this whole unicorn movement that gave us the Chet Holmgrims, that gave us the Victor Wembenyamas of the world. Um, and they also added arguably the best defensive guard in the NBA in Drew Holiday. Even though Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years ago, I think that was a by committee thing. I think this environment is the best place where Drew Holiday can win a Defensive Player of the Year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there in the voting over this next year. Now, they've got them set at 54 and a half. And I'm going slightly under. And the reason I'm going under, Sherpa, is because, yes, they may have four All-Stars on this roster, but there is only one basketball. And I also think that they will do a bit like the Denver Nuggets last year. And they don't care about the regular season. I think that they will go through and they will play the minimum amount of games that they have to play because the NBA has brought in that new rule if you want to qualify for... Um, awards and all NBA teams. You have to play a minimum of 65 games. I think that all of these guys will do that, but I think that they will rest and they will get ready for the playoffs. So I have got them just slightly under. I still think they'll be a plus 50 win team. So I've got them between 50 and 54 wins. Lachlan has got them over. Now last year they were 57 and 25. That was due to a very big leap from Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown also was very, very good. And they've both just got monumental fucking deals given to them. Jalen Brown just inked like the, the largest deal in NBA history at five year, 317 million or some fucking crazy bullshit. So full strength to him. Locke's got him going over. He's got him over 54 and a half. Sherpa, where are you at? I was going to go Locke's side again, but looking at it, because uh, I, I wanted to see how they went because I knew they'd been the, one of the top two teams the last two years, right? They'd, Correct. You know, and Boston and- Dave. Yeah. He loves them. Yeah. Now, hence the name. And I, and I looked at it, I was like, how can you be going under on a 
you know, they went 57 last year. And I think you convinced me when I looked at last the, the year before, which was 51. And I go, yeah, they might, they might hit 54 dead on. They, they might. might. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be a big under. No. I think it will only be just under because that will be one of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference, I yeah. think. I don't, see, yeah, I don't see him getting worse, but yeah, yeah, I'm on with you. Let's go under. Oh, I got the Sherpa on one of them. Very good. Very good to see. Now, next, heading further east, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the Brooklyn Nets last year were 45 and 37, but as we know, they started with a team, with Team A, and they ended with a very fucking different team. They started with a, with a Kevin Durant, a Kyrie Irving. Uh, I don't know if James Harden was still on the team. He might have been. No, because Ben Simmons was on the team. It was when Ben Simmons first came over. They started with, you know, uh, Nicholas Claxton. No one knew who that was. But then they got rid of KD and they got Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. They got rid of Kyrie and they got Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and they consolidated their two superstars into a bunch of fringe guys. Now, I think Mikhail Bridges is one of the best two-way players in the NBA. I think that he could be a superstar very very soon. And that is why I've got the Brooklyn Nets going over 37 and a half wins because Mikhail Bridges, I think by himself, contributes 15 wins. And I think that they've got enough around them. Like Spencer Dinwiddie can give you 40 points on any given night, especially against some of these bum teams like the Washington Wizards. I think that Cam Johnson is due like a... Hey, be careful about those Wizards, boy. They're my second team now. Oh, shout out to friend of the show, Luke, as well. Fucking loves them Wizards. But big X. Big X, yep. X can give it to you. But the Wizards are still going to fucking suck this year. I hate to tell you. They're going to be they're going to be so bad. I um, believe I believe they were originally called the um the Washington Here we go. I remember this cuz it was one of my cool facts I found where it was loaded into a gun. Is it going to write bullets? Yeah, bullets. Because then they got then they got told off because of all the Crime war and stuff that goes on. Crime war and stuff. Yes, yeah. good. The gang crime wars, war and the stuff. The gang yes. wars and crime. No, yes, no. Shout out to the crime war and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've got the Brooklyn Nets going over 37 and a half. I just think that there's enough talent on that team. I don't think it'll be much over. I think that they're a fringe play-in team. Um, I, when looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference, they're better than Detroit. They're better than Indiana. They're probably better than Orlando. Um, they're definitely better than Toronto. They're better than Washington. And I've got all of those guys hanging around that, you know, anywhere between 18 and, and 30 win marks. So I think that the Brooklyn Nets are going to go over. Um, Locke obviously doesn't think that they have enough star power, so he thinks that they're going to go under. Sherpa, where you at, my guy? Over or under on the Brooklyn Nets? Such a little, like, yeah. So you have no frame of reference. I get it. No. I, I get it. I mean, and, the, and the listeners get it, but that's okay because this is the fun with it because you hadn't I'm going to go with you on this one. Yes, good. You, yep. had, you had barely any frame of reference on the Dally M thing and you ended up winning that competition. So this is true. Hang on. Hang on. Harsh. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Harsh but true. Harsh but true. Harsh but true. Um, yeah, look, I just think that... Uh, oh, and they're better than the Charlotte Hornets as well. Like, there's just... There's so many... They're better than the Chicago Bulls. Like, there's just... There's so many teams in the Eastern Conference that they are better than. But they're just going to... Like, they're just going to get wins. And there's, like... There's a few teams in the West that they're better than too. I just... Statistically, I just can't see them going under. Charlotte Hornets, they last year were 27 and 55. Now, granted, a lot of those games were out without um, LaMelo Ball. Uh, a lot of those, all of those games were without Miles Bridges, the fucking dirty dog. Um, Terry Rozier can only do so much. Gordon Hayward probably played about half a season. 
there's a lot going on in Charlotte, but I think the sheer fact that they've got a bit more of a direction, they've got a 18-point-per-game bona fide scorer in Brandon Miller, who could be the next Paul George, to fill those Miles Bridges minutes. Um, hopefully, Nick Richards or, or Mark Richards, whichever one of the Richardses, Mark Williams or Nick Richards, sorry, they're the two centers that are in Charlotte. Hopefully, they become a lob threat for LaMelo. I've got the Charlotte Hornets going over 31.5. Again, not by much. I'm thinking maybe 32, 33 wins max. I don't think they're getting much over 31.5, but I've got them over 31.5. They won 27 games last year with like, I think LaMelo played 20 games. I legitimately think he played 20 games. Let me just, let me shirt my own shit. I'm looking it up. You're on it. You're on it on the basketball reference page. You're too slow. He played 36 games. Wow, he played more than I thought. But he played 36 games. Thank you. He played more than I thought. In 36 games, like they won 27. I don't think they would have won a game without him. So I think just just by the law of averages, if he plays another 40 games, they definitely get four more wins. That's why I'm going over. What do you got? Over or under? Are you giving locks? Oh, sorry. Lachlan is going under. And I thought that that was a given because I asked you what you had because we're only asking you to split the decisions. All right, well. I mean, you can give them all if you want. Give them all if you want. But there are a few here that Lachlan and I agree on. Not many. 12 um, to be exact. I think they're going to be shit again. They're going to be shit again. You're going under. 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 Wow. Okay. All right. I, I see what you're doing here. You're playing the fence. Okay. You've got two on either side. That's fine. That's okay. You don't want to upset either of us. That's okay. But you, you know. I haven't noticed that, but you maybe know, I'm just going to keep going over, under, over, under. You know he's in Perth, right? He can't hurt you. The bad man can't get you. The boy can't hurt me anyway. He could. Yeah. Actually, you could outrun him. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. I've seen his cardio yeah. output. It's fucking horrible. It's atrocious. This is a man that will be like, oh, I'm not doing the finish up. We're at the gym. He's just like, oh, I'll just sit here. You do you. Shout out to him. Fucking not here to defend himself. I love it. The Chicago Bulls. Do you want to take this, my guy? Uh, they got to get better, haven't they? They got to get better. That's just plain naivety and hope. And and I just looked at the transactions that they've made in this offseason. It's zero. fucking bad. Bro, bro. zero. It they've done nothing. They got bad. rid of Denzel Valentine. That's all they what did. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Denzel Valentine's playing in Sydney. That was no, the biggest no, no. move that they made. Oh, my God. Like, I was literally, that's what I was looking up a minute ago. I'm like, oh, fuck me. Resigned on a veteran contract extension and fucking this bloke said he didn't want to move on so he's fucking exercised his contract option. It's just like, bro, and you've just signed a bunch of free agents. Like, there's just fucking nothing. They... They're nothing going. And they barely made the play-in last year. Now, with, with there's a few more stuck teams in the Eastern Conference this year. I, I've got them under. I've got I've them got under. I've got to go over, bro. I've got you to. Do. I love the blind faith that you are going over. Last year, they won 40 and 42 games. And... Like Surely four, they can do the same. And like four of them were on DeMar DeRozan buzzer beaters. So maybe they can do the same. Maybe. Is he still there? Yeah, DeMar's still there. Zach Levine's still there. Vucevic uh, is still there. If Zach can actually play some games. Lonzo Ball's not there. He's fucking, he's been ruled out all year already. Really? Yeah. They get, so the NBA actually paid back some of his contract. So they gave they gave the Bulls ten point two million dollars in a disability clause franch- oh of, for God. the franchise because he can't run. His knees are so fucked. 
I don't even think Derrick Rose gave them that. And Derrick Rose blew both of his knees to smithereens when he was in Chicago. So if he's not, if he's if he's that bad and they've made no moves to replace him, what's going on? Great question. And that's why they're under. Because they're not doing anything. The only thing that they did was they re-signed Kobe White. Now, a, a lot of Chicago faithfuls think that Kobe White is going to be like pretty good, but I don't see it. I think that I think that he'd be like a really good undersized shooting guard. Or like, or like a decent undersized shooting guard, a bit like Monte Ellis, but he's not. I don't think he's a point guard. They re-signed Ayo as well. Yeah, Ayo Desamnu, he's okay, but he's like a poor man's Terrence Mann. Mm. And you're going to be like, who is Terrence Mann? I've heard the name. He's a Clipper. That's why you've heard the name. Yeah, he right. plays for my team. That'd be right. So, that. But that's what I'm saying, right? There's where's the talent? What are we doing here? So they're going to have to go under the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a similar line to what they had last year. So last last year they won. 51 games, and I think that they were just over their line. I think their line was maybe 48 and a half last year. This year, it's at 50.5. They haven't made a lot of moves, but they upgraded in little spots. So they upgraded players like Chetty Osman to Max Struess. Okay? They've done little things like that. Another year of continuity between Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell will go a long way. Jarrett Allen might take that final leap to become the defensive player of the year. Evan Mobley has been in the league for an extra year now, so he might be that bit better. I've got them going slightly over, but again, I think they're only going to maybe win 51 games. I think that they will be a top three team in the Eastern Conference this year um, behind Boston and Milwaukee. I think that they'll go over. I don't think it'll be by much. Lachlan's actually got them going under this year. Sherpa. I'd love to hear his reasoning on that. I, I think they'll be, I think they'll be steady. I'm kind of with you on this one. I think they'll. I mean, from my limited knowledge, I think they're yeah. just a, they're they're an okay side, right? That's a it's a gonna go okay. They're a good team that if everything breaks for them, they could win a championship. Right. They could, sure. But it's not. It it just doesn't look like it will be in the cards. But if sure. they've made no changes, if they've no, if they've made no changes, they've made minimal changes, and they're sitting. They were 51. The the over under on fifty point five, I say they're probably going to go around about the same. That's safe bet. Perfect, love that for you. <laughs> awesome, thanks for the expert knowledge from the Sherpa as always. Moving on, the Detroit Pistons. Now, this team is a weird one. They had a whole year without Cade Cunningham, and Cade Cunningham has just had a pretty good World Cup regime. He has looked good for Team USA. He's looked good in a practice facility, he's looked good in summer league. None of these are NBA games, which worries me a little bit. However, there are only very few guys in Team USA camp they have used as a small ball, like a small forward point guard kind of role. Those names are Grant Hill, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, and Cade Cunningham. So the coaches obviously see the coaches in the league obviously see something in Kate. He's obviously a really big guy that has a fantastic um, basketball IQ. He can get the ball two places that most people can't. He's a great scorer. He lacks shooting, but he's a really good driver. I just don't think there's enough around him for them to win twenty eight and a half games. So I'm going to go under. Detroit Pistons at 28 and a half games. Last year, they won 17. Again, it was a year without Cade. They've got one of the Thompson twins. I'm pretty sure Asaw is at Detroit. 
They've got a bit of a gluttony of guards there with Jaden Ivey as well. Um, I just... They, uh, no, I saw. Also, yeah, because Eamon's at um, Houston, I believe. Um, like, what are we doing with James Wiseman? What's going on with Marvin Bagley the third? Is he even a real basketball player? I can never fucking tell when he's out there if he's good or bad. I just, this Sadiq Bay's there now as well. Like, there's just so many question marks. I don't know what the... F- no, Sadiq Bay's not there anymore. I think he's in Atlanta. I think he went to Atlanta at the end of last year. I just, there's so many question marks with this team. The only thing that may get them over 28 and a half is they got a new head coach. They got Monty Williams. And Monty Williams has proven to be one of the best coaches over the last four years. Granted, he did that with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and like a bunch of really good role players in Phoenix. But he has proven to be a very good coach. I'm still going under. Lachlan's going over. Sherpa, split the difference. I mean, it's a massive jumper. It's huge. It's 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 11 games. You're essentially asking... Is is Kate Cunningham worth twelve games? I have no idea, but I don't think so. He's going under. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the victory. I'll take the moral victory. Thanks for thanks for sticking with me, Sherpa. I mean, I mean you've not got much competition. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. And you know what? Lachlan's in Perth listening to this and he's screaming at his phone, being like, Well no, because this is why I would pick over anyway, whatever fucking. Should have been here, boy. Should have fucking been here. The Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers have got one of the most exciting young players in the league in Tyrese Halliburton. Now, all the things that I just said about Cade Cunningham, you could say exactly the same things for Tyrese Halliburton, except for that small ball wing thing for Team USA. He did have a really good campaign for Team USA. I think he's a better defender than Cade Cunningham. He's definitely a better shooter than Cade Cunningham. He's probably not as good of a driver, but he's a, he's a better passer. Again, the talent around him makes me question a lot. Is Miles Turner going to give it everything? Is Buddy Heald even going to be on this team by the end of the year? Fucking Obi Toppin's there now, which is exciting. He's a really good... Like, he's like a poor man's Blake Griffin. I'm a big fan of that. I just... Like, is, is Benedict Matherin going to only last for 30 games again? Because he was going to be the rookie of the year for a moment there. And then Paolo Bencaro was like, well, no, I can actually do this for 80 games. You can only do it for 30. So he ended up being the rookie of the year. I like what Indiana's building. I like what they're doing. Tyrese Halliburton only played about 50 games last year, if I am correct. 56. He played 56 games last year. They won 35. I think they can get three more, three or four more. I'm going to go over on 38 and a half. Lockie's going to go under. I don't know why. Maybe because they didn't make any changes. Maybe because there's not a lot going on there. The depth isn't fantastic. Their backup point guard is TJ McConnell. I love me some TJ McConnell, but a lot of the league don't. Where do you think? I'm with Locke. You're with Locke? You're sticking to the fence? You're enjoying that fence? How the splinter's in the ass, bro? Yeah, no, it's good. But I mean, you just got to go the safe bets for the moment, man. You just got to safe bets. Like, it's, I just, like you're, you're, you're expecting big things from them. And... I'm not expecting big things. Well, you're expecting more I'm, than they did last year. I'm expecting slightly upticked yep. things. Yep. I think they'll be there. Same or same abouts. Same or same abouts. All right. The Miami Heat, they did fuck all this offseason. They lost guys. They didn't add. They added Thomas Bryant and Josh Richardson. They lost their their best shooter in Max Struess. They lost their best backup point guard option in Gabe Vincent. Um, I just don't think that they care about the regular season either. I think that they're going to be punting 
for the play-in tournament. Last year, they were 44 and 38. This year, the line is 45 and a half. I think they're going to win 44 games again. I'm going to go under. Lockie has also selected under. Are you going to go with us or against us? Because you went against us for the Chicago. You're going over. Yeah. On what basis? Just because you don't like us? A little bit of that. A little bit of that? Uh, I just like the sound of it. Okay. Like the sound of it. You like Jimmy Butler's emo look? Like his goth look that was at media day? Sure. Do yourself a favor and look that shit up. It was fucking dumb. Love you, Jimmy. Um, The Milwaukee Bucks. Now, for me, in a perfect world, you would have swapped the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics line, and I would probably... Oh, bro, what is he doing? I oh, know, it's change, crazy. Change my, change my bit. Change my bit. <laughs> you want to go back to unders? No, nah, leave it. No, nah, keep it as overs. Um, if you had given the Milwaukee Bucks 57 and a half, I would probably would have been more inclined to take that because um, that's what... No, Boston also had 54 and a half. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about then. I am worried. The only thing I'm worried about with the Milwaukee Bucks is that if one of the, if an injury happens to one of their superstars who are obviously Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo now, that it could all go tits up because they gave away a lot of depth for an NBA All-Star that could possibly bring them a championship. I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, However, I have selected over. Their line is at 54.5, just like the Boston Celtics. I think they will be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, And I think that, yes, they got rid of some of their depth, but I think that they're that the upside is more on Damian Lillard than what it is on Drew Holiday. And that will then have them at about 58 wins again. What do you think, Sherpa? I'm with you. Lockie's also going over. So all the boys have gone over on that one. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks won 47 games last year. I think that they have a deeper bench this year and their line is set to 45 and a half. What the fuck is that about? They got... Another shooter in Dante DiVincenzo, another Villanova guy. They signed up Josh Hart, who they only had for half a season last year. They've got him on an extension. Jalen Brunson is just going from strength to strength. Julius Randle, again, I don't know if he's an actual basketball player, but he's been a two-time All-Star now. So he must be doing something, right? I think the Knicks are going to be about the same. I think they're going to win 47 to 48 games. I'm going to have them over, slightly over. Lockie's got them under. Maybe, again, the inverse of all the answers that I've said. Sherpa, where are you going? You're on over, under on the New York Knicks. NBA is good when the Knicks are good. And I think the NBA is going to be good this year. What do you reckon? I am going the toughest one so far. Toughest one so far. Well, based on zero grounds. Fucking, I love that for you. But I think, I think you did enough. Your passion did enough to convince me. You're on overs. Oh, welcome to this side of the fence. Uh, Next, and we're down to the last four teams. So if you're sick of my voice, it's almost gone. I promise you. And this is hurting. I've actually, I've seen Lachlan's value. I've seen the light. Not only, not only does he bring the cameras. And you've seen, have you seen my lack of value? (laughs) Not only does he bring the cameras, but he brings some conversation. And he he helps my vocal cords. I'm really trying. No, I know know you're trying. trying. This This is not a slide on you. This is this is a slide on him not being here. And and I just want to turn the screws the more I can. You All right, know let me. me tell you about the Orlando Magic. Oh, here All we right. go. The Orlando Magic. The, the <laughs> Orlandic Magic. Orlandic Magics. Now, the Orlando Magic, as um, they are at 36-5 is where they are picked. They did 34-48 last year. Maddie, tell us a bit about it. 
I will tell you a bit about it. So they've got the reigning rookie of the year in Paolo Banquero. They've got um, a two world champions in Franz and Moitz Wagner, the Wagner twins from Germany. They won the uh, FIBA World Cup, obviously. Um, they've got a lot of really good fringe pieces. They just... I'm just waiting for them to put it all together. I, I honestly think that Paolo and Franz can drag them to 37 wins this year. And that is the only reason that I've gone over. I think that Franz Wagner or Anthony Edwards are going to be the two guys that either win most improved or are noticeably improved this year. And in that conversation, um, I think Jordan Poole could also win it only because he's going to put up 5 million shots a game in Washington, but we'll get there in a sec. Um, Franz Wagner has, has proven to be a better defender than what he was last year, even in the World Cup. Um, I think he's a he's a much improved offensive player. I think that Orlando lack um, some depth in their guard rotation, but I think that Paolo Banquero can be like kind of the next iteration of LeBron James, where he's he's already got a little bit of shooting. He's a really good um, driver to the paint. He just needs to find his passing, and he could get guys open. He could get some very easy looks for some guys because he's going to garner double teams in his second year, and hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump and he's able to just do the damn thing. I'm going to go over. Lockie's also gone over. Are you going to go with us or against us? I'm with you. You're with Up us. Up the Germans. So all <laughs> our German listeners out there, we have a couple. We have a few of them. Up the Germans and good on you and up the magic. I'm trying here, bro. You asked for some contribution. I'm giving you the contribution. <laughs> I'm just going to let the phrase up the Germans just sit there for a little while because I don't know why you would choose that phrasing of all things to fucking say. But okay, sure, up the Germans. 20th of April, baby. That's all I got to say. You got to stop living in the past, man. 20th of April. The The Philadelphia 76ers. Last year, they won 54 games. This year's over under is set to 49 and a half. Now, the reason I have gone under, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. James Harden is going to be a fucking virus in that locker room. He has not been traded yet, and I don't know if he will be traded before the trade deadline. Joel Embiid has his MVP. I don't think he's going to come out and do anything fucking spectacular that we haven't seen. He may give us 25 and 13 and and look like a, a, a nimble Hakeem or like, you know, a less dominant Shaq. Sure, whatever. But I don't think that he himself is going to get you to 50 wins. I think that... On a good team, because he doesn't. I don't think that he has the balls to be a to be the head of a team. I think on a good team, he's your secondary player. He may have the most talent on the team, but he's always going to be the secondary voice in the locker room. I think there's going to be a huge jump from Tyrese Maxey, especially when James Harden goes. I think Tobias Harris is going to contribute. I think that Kelly Oubre is going to contribute, but I still don't think that they're going to go over. I think they were lucky to get 54 last year. I've got them unders. Lockie has also got them unders. Where are you at? I'm with you. Unders, run. Fuck that Harden uh, guy. <laughs> two to go, I swear. Two to go and then we're fucking out of here. I promise you. And they'll be quick. The Toronto Raptors, 36 and a half. They won 41 games last year. Scotty Barnes had one of the biggest sophomore slumps we have seen in recent memory. They lost Fred Van Vliet. Um, so right now their point guard is who? Gary Trent Jr. Um, are they going to run the the 6-9 lineup of, of um, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and then, you know, Jakob Pertl in the fucking center. Who knows? Who cares? I've got them under 36 and a half. They've also got a rookie head coach. 
Um, I just don't. I just don't think that they've got enough talent on that team to go over. Fred Van Vliet played a lot of ISO ball last year and won them fucking plenty of games. Pascal needs to find his voice again and be happy again for them to be anywhere near this line. I've got them under. I've got them winning about 33, 32 games. Lockie's got them over. Weird. Very weird. I think they got substantially worse, and he's got them over. Where you got them? Yeah, look, when you fire your head coach, it's never a good thing, so um, I'm with you. Under. Unders. Last one. The Washington Wizards. Now, this is going to be... the bullets! (laughs) This is going to be a league pass team. They got rid of Porzingis. They got rid of Bradley Beal. But they brought in a man that no one has ever said he's afraid of shooting. Jordan Poole will put up 5 million shots a game and will have possibly the worst shooting percentage ever, but may still win the scoring title. That's how fucking insane this man is. That's a huge pickup. It's it's massive. Mm. It is, it's huge. Um, Kyle Kuzma has always proven to be a better number two guy, so I think that Jordan Poole going there is going to take the spotlight from him, going to be very, very good. Um I'd still, like, this 24-and-a-half line is pretty close because I don't see them winning any more than 26 games, to be honest. Um, last year, they were 35-47 and 47 with a Bradley Beal that was fucking checked out. Hopefully, our ex, the X-Man gets plenty of game time. Denny Avdia, I actually have heaps of stock in Denny Avdia. I think he could be a really fucking good player. Um, and Daniel Gafford is just one of those centers that is a bit like Nick Claxton. He just does a job. He grabs rebounds, he blocks shots, and he fills the fucking lane. But he has these spurts where you're like, oh, he's actually like a really good basketball player. Um, that being said, again, 24 and a half. I don't think they're going to go over by much, but they'll go over by a little bit. I've got them overs. Lockie's got them overs. Sherpa, where you got them? Up the Wizards. Up the Bullays. All right, that is it for your Eastern Conference over-unders. Make sure that you check out the Instagram page, the Facebook page, the Twitter. What else are we on? We're on threads? Yeah, we're on threads. Fuck, we're everywhere, bro. Absolutely everywhere. Make sure you check it all out. Let us know in the comments of the YouTube as well, where do you have the over-unders? Who do you have going over-under? Where are we wrong? Because we're often wrong. I know Lockie's not here to defend himself but all of his selections were wrong except for the ones that we agreed on. So we would love to hear your contributions on your over-unders, where everything is in your world We'd also love to hear your contributions on how good my Dancing Bear dance was. Yes, Dancing Bear dance. Um, Also, just because you can, leave hashtag Morgan Harper to the eels wherever you can. Because we love... Uh, when bad things happen to bad teams. It is a joke. We're big fans of what it. What is going on? The world is coming down. It's over. We got plenty to cover Ugh. on Morgan Harper early next year. We'll catch you in the next one though. See you Bye. later.